Okay, this is World of Tanks questions and answers. Please continue with this series, it's an excellent tool. He's talking about a series where the icons look like this, where what I do is I show you, uh, by drawing the maximum spotting range, why certain positions are better than others and why some are completely useless. I see light tank players playing positions that are really useless, where they really can't spot anything. Uh, through trial and error, they're going to learn. But if you draw the circles on the map and look at what you can get and what you can't get, you're going to find that there's some positions that are way better than others. And I only did some of the open field maps. I haven't done everything. Uh, but it doesn't work for every map. But you'll discover a lot. Like I found on Malinovka, the bush in the middle of the open field is the best bush for spotting, not the ones near the water. Uh, because they, you can, from that middle bush, you can spot more because you can spot in the south, which you can't do from the lake. And the middle bush, you can spot everything you can spot from the middle of the lake. That's an example of what I discovered uh, from doing this. So look for these videos. They are from uh, March of 2019. WTF is wrong with war gaming. You could spend an insane amount of time playing and not be able to pro progress as much. I stopped taking advantage of all their bonuses, like personal reserves and stuff, because otherwise I'm gonna, not going to be able to play the game anymore. I'm slowing down my, my grind because it's like I said, I could grind through these remaining Tier 9 tanks in a short amount of time, and then I'll have nothing to do. So I'm stop, I stopped using all my five times tokens and personal reserves, and I'm just enjoying playing the game, playing with the stock uh, equipment, etc. It's true that if you spend money, uh, you will progress faster, uh, but those people are not going to learn how to play with a stock tank. They're not going to learn certain skills that a, a free-to-play player is going to learn. Uh, so people who are Anakums by their win rates don't... I'm going to give you a perfect example. A lot of Anakums don't know how to play SPG. That's the perfect example. It's a, almost a rule across the board. Uh, maybe 70, 80, 90% of Anakums uh, either have never played SPG or, or only played a few games or really don't know how to play SPG. So that's an example. Uh, and then they say... And I'm a 50% win rate SPG player uh, because of the stat patterns. If, if you look at my SPG stat padding video, you'll see what I mean. There's people with half the damage and half the kills, and they get double the win rates, you know, the stat padding. So spending money on the game uh, might help your ego, but uh, that's about it. You know, have fun in the game is the way I play. I hate talking about stats. People get so triggered. What graphic settings is that? I use the minimum. Uh, but we're getting... This is with my current computer, uh, but it would overheat, so I use the minimal graphic settings. I'm in a tro I am live on a tropical island um, near the Leyte Gulf, so uh, it's too hot, and I hate air conditioning. So my computer's always hot. Yes, I use fans and all that stuff. I need to use the minimal graphic settings to prevent it from overheating. Um, let's see if there's anything else interesting. 
yeah, people hate stat padding. People get so triggered. If you're such a talented and unique player, you wouldn't have an overall 10-21 WN8. Yes, you would if you spot, which is what I do in all of my games, and 49% win rate. Well, I also wouldn't have progressed to in rank battles to the higher divisions if I wasn't a good player. And I play with 250 millisecond ping time on a good day. The packet loss is what brings my win rate down. And I've got 72% win rate on the Asia server uh, with World of Tank Blitz. So I'm better than those players. There's got to be something that I'm doing right. Uh, and I've got lots of tanks where I have 80% win rates. So it's not like all of my tanks are 49% win rate. And when I look at the tanks where I have low win rates, they're usually tanks where I that have weak armor. Because I play on the front lines. I'm always the first one spotted. I get bombarded by the enemy in SPG. That's the reason why. Uh, you mentioned ping time being 250 milliseconds and each way that is incorrect. Uh, the, the reason why, I'm, I, I know I said it wrong, but what I meant to say is that it takes the ping time for something to happen on the battlefield and then for you to react. Uh, so what happens is you get hit twice by having a low ping time. I'm going to give you an example. I spotted an enemy tank on El Halouf and my ally shot at it and killed it and then it was rendered on my screen. So I didn't see it visually until after he killed it, but I was the one that spotted it. That's what happens when you have 250 millisecond ping time. Um, okay, so this is about um, the matchmaker. Using a scoring system is the best way to do the matchmaker. And what that means is that you wouldn't pick by tier or by win rate. You would pick by... Um, for light tanks, which one has the best spot? Or you would have like spotting distance, uh, armor, penetration, and you score them and you rank them. So the one that has the high, the best penetration would be rank one. And then when you do the matchmaker, you say, give me the top 10 ranked tanks uh, based on the scoring system. And that's how you do it. Uh, so... Um, Basically, a tank that has good spotting, good penetration, would score high in two different categories, and that means that he would rank higher than someone who just has higher penetration or just has good um, spotting. So that's why you got to do that. Let's see what else we got here. Scope times 25. So it used to be that I believe you could only zoom in like by 8 or by 16. And I was playing on Siegfried Line one day and I was like, this is crazy. It's so hard to aim. And I sent a message to Wargaming and I said, you got to do something about the, the sniper mode. We just can't aim in far enough. And they've put so many suggestions of mine into the game. They always do it quickly. By the next update, they had the 25 times zoom. It's so much better. It is in the settings. I highly recommend you use it if you're not using it. Um, so he's talking about setting the engine on fire. He's talking about the spreadsheet, uh, all the testing I did. The, the video for setting the engine on fire 
applies for ammo racking. It's the same thing. I've done ammo rack testing. The video's not live yet. One thing that I discovered about setting the engine on fire, the faster, the better you can repair, the faster you can repair, uh, and in terms of the repair kits, uh, the the toolbox, your crew skills, the less likely your engine will set on fire and the less likely you will get ammo racked because in order to ammo rack, it has to bring the hit points of those modules down to zero. And while you're repairing, if you repair faster, you bring those hit points back up. So it's harder for the enemy to ammo rack you. Um, what do we got here? Why do you have to reset your skills? Uh, the reason why is because some perks, uh, you, can't, you have to be at 100% until you can use them. So you have a choice. It's either reset so you can get a perk at 100% once you've already been up there, or you have to suffer through the grind when you can't use it at all. Uh, so what we do is we use skills so you can get take advantage of them at 1% and 10% and 25%. And then when you get up to 100%, you switch it to a perk, and then you start grinding the skill again. You maximize your usage of perks and skills. And the other reason why is because you might realize, oh, you know what, I used Mentor, and I realized it wasn't the right one, or I didn't know what Deadeye was at the time, and, and uh, it's not appropriate for this tank, etc. So that's why we reset uh, skills. Okay, what gets up my nose is when the game hasn't started and some twat points out fellow team members WN8 or trolls them. Um, yeah, now they have the anonymizer. And it used to be really bad. Like, I remember there was a game where my friend said, I was in trouble, I was about to die, and my ally refused to help me. And my platoon mate said, why didn't you help him? You could have saved him. And he said, because he's a tomato. He was referring to me. He was referring to the fact that I was a tomato. That's what some stat patterns do. He will not risk uh, saving me because I don't have a high uh, win rate. But he would do it for someone who has a high win rate because he doesn't want to take a chance at taking damage. That's the type of thing that Unicums do, stat patterns. So... Uh, that's not the only one. Um, what else we got here? I don't know about playing Tier 2s, but other than that, I enjoyed this clip. I love playing Tier 2. In fact... There's people who have played 20,000 battles in Tier 2, and they only play Tier 2. Uh, there's people who have played more, and literally 20,000 battles in one Tier 2 tank. They're just seal clubbing Tier 2 like crazy. Uh, I like playing Tier 2 uh, because I have high packet loss. I play a Tier 2 game uh, before I run my personal reserves to see what the quality of the network connection is. And if it's good... I play. If it's bad, I play SPGs. And if it's horrible, I might not play at all. You just went around saying the Tech Tree is a great tank to play to every single tank in the game. No, I didn't. Uh, that's just not true. There's some tanks that are not good. 
Is the accelerated crew training just for premium tanks? No, it also works for elite tanks. Okay, so that's enough for today. If you have any questions or comments, please post below. Please post about uh, stat padding and WN8. I haven't heard it enough times. Uh, don't forget to follow me on Twitch and subscribe to my YouTube channel.